Hey, Vlogettes, before we get started today, and what a good show it is, we have Erin Martin of Pink Shade. She is hilarious. We had so much fun, like way more than you should be allowed to have without cocktails. Just wanted to let you all know that I will be doing stand-up at Flappers in Burbank, August 25th. Tickets are $15, but if you use the link in the show notes, and I think you have up until 24 hours before the show, it's $7.50. I mean, you can't even see a movie for $7.50. So come out, see me, some, see some other funny comics. I think there's going to be some fun special guests. Um, and let me know. If you want to let me know you're coming to the show, I'd love to have a drink with you afterwards. So um, that's it. Here we go. Flappers, Burbank, August 25th. Link in show notes. And just get ready for a super fun podcast. Allie and I had so much fun doing this one. Bye. Welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with really one of the most amazing reality TV podcasters, um, Erin Martin of Pink Shade. Hey, how are you ladies? Hi. We are good. We're so excited to have you to have you on. You had on Abby Stern, who was one of our guests, the other. I think she did she make she made the intro. She made the intro. I was so happy when she did. Yeah, I love your podcast. Thank we, you. Thank you. We love yours too. So I thought I'd get like right into it because I think one of the most I have a bunch of questions for you. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. One thing, So I was like talking to Abby about you and I was like, and she was saying that you live in Wisconsin and most of the people we know who do these (laughs) kinds of podcasts and are into this are not, and I don't mean that in like a bad way, (laughs) live in like the LA area or like Bubbles and Bitches there in Orange County and they do a lot of stuff. So like, how are you doing this in like Wisconsin and are you like a local celebrity where you are? Like, I feel like it's, I've never been there, but I did hook up with a lot of people who went to Madison. When I was did? Okay, so you know Madison. Madison's a college town. It's the capital of the state. I'm a transplant here from the East Coast. So I grew up on the East Coast in like South Central Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Hershey area, more toward Philly. And I Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I came out here for college and then I ended up getting my first job as a young adult. And you know how that goes. And then you meet a man and In my case, he is a Polish guy from Milwaukee and the rest is history. I mean, it's like, here I am in Wisconsin. And every time I tell people, I'm like, but I'm not really from here. But then I think I've been living here for freaking 20 years. Like I need to start saying I'm from here. That's so So, funny. And it is kind of bizarre because I was also a public school teacher for a very long time. I was in the school system for 15 years. I'm just taking a sabbatical this year to really pursue all the media things that I've been doing for a while. And I've had this secret life, you guys. I'm like, okay, I don't want, it's like, I want to, I want to promote myself, but I don't want anyone in my school district to know that I'm obsessed with reality TV and all this trash talk that I do. So it's been really bizarre. I've been like hiding in plain sight, but now I'm just out and proud. There you go. So no one knows, like, 
in your area, like what you do, or some people must know, like your friends must know. Some people do know now. Yeah. I've, it's been getting out there. So I'll run into people, you know, at the grocery store or something. They're like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast. Like, seriously, I just emailed my daughter's elementary school teacher yesterday to talk about the upcoming school year. Just whatever, stupid question. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just listened to your podcast. Did it? And I was like, no. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I was dying. I was like, oh my God. Okay. And and like, this is a good thing, Erin. Stop being a freak show about this. But it's a very Midwestern sensibility to, um, you know, try to maintain this, you know, just like regular, regular person. You don't want to be too shiny. And I, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, you know, if this takes off, we're moving to LA. And he's like, if you make enough money, I'll go with you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, let me record oh. that. <laughs> so so here we are. You're, yeah. like, you're like Hannah Montana, but also nothing at all like Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't have the bad wig. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the other day it was like everyone was posting about their babies on Facebook and I was like, did everyone see this Bella Thorne video? It's crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know because you're like, I'm a mom. I'm a professional, but I'm also obsessed with pop culture. That's OK. So are a bunch um, of other people. I, I am not a mom. Allie, Allie is a mom. I do not have kids, but I'm married. But it's like, I kind of love, I mean, eventually we'll have kids, but I love like not having kids. <laughs> and I love like, like I went out with my single friends left. Oh my God. I had so much fun. Like I was never oh, one of these men, but like, I don't know, like kind of ignoring responsibility. It's kind of where it's at. Like I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Not, it's nice to not adult for like a hot minute and like oh, Aaron, you know because you and I both are moms like that just doesn't exist you're like I don't feel like it oh wait th- like this is happening I gotta go deal with it <laughs> seriously it does not exist I just actually today booked uh, a girl's trip for my best friend and I to go to Miami in October and you know I have to like I have to like clear it with the husband sorry my dog is barking can we pause I'm so sorry <laughs> oh we- we're not even gonna- okay Please. doesn't matter okay okay sounds good so he's he's crazy as soon as I put headphones on he is like just a nutcase and then all the rest of the day he won't make a peep it's crazy <laughs> but anyway yeah I booked this girl's trip and I don't know I mean even being married I used to have to do this without a child you have mm-hmm. to clear it with everyone you have to clear it with your husband you have to clear yeah. it with your commitment you know all this stuff and I'm like, my husband will just come over and be like, yeah, I have a golf trip and it's already booked. And I'm like, this oh isn't, God. this isn't working out the way I Thank thought it would. This is- my husband is the same way. Like, I love him to death, but like, literally I'm like, oh, what are we doing this weekend? He's like, well, I'm golfing. I'm like, okay, right? what time? He's like, well, just in the morning, I'll be done by like once so we could do stuff later. I'm like, thank you for letting me know. He's like, how about this? Assume every other weekend I'm golfing unless you ask me to be available. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Golf, go leave your family. Oh, oh my God. God. I told him that when Amanda said that to me. And now he hates it because I say it every time. He's like, stop making me feel guilty. And I'm like, well, that's what it stands for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. I don't feel so mm-hmm. isolated in that concern anymore because I no, just feel so mad. Yeah, no, I mean, to my husband's defense, like, we joined a country club, so, like, obviously, what did I expect? 
he was going to golf, but like we also joined it so that like when Amelia's a little bit bigger, like they have daycare for us to have like a date night and they have like a kid zone and a pool and this and that. So I was like, you know, but when I was pregnant, I was doing like yoga and Zumba classes and pregnancy classes. So it was like all good. But now, you know, now it's golf all the time. Exactly. Now it's golf all the time. And all I'm golf, at home all the time. The yeah, I'm like with <laughs> on my own all the time. And I'm just like, um, I'm losing my mind a little bit. So last week I told him he couldn't golf and I went and got my nails done and I got my lash extensions back on. And I was like, and he called me and he's like, she's starting to freak. And I was like, have fun. I won't be home for another hour. Like, figure <laughs> it out. That. Welcome to my life every day. Exactly. Sorry, Dad, There's know? no punching like, out. There's no punching in. It's just you exactly. all the time. It's mm-hmm. just you all. Exactly. So I'm like, have fun with that. And he was like, well, um, should I make a bottle? And I was like, if you don't think she'll wait till I get home, I'm, you know, I'm breastfeeding. Yeah. If you don't think she'll wait till I get home, there, you know, there's pump milk, getting to her bottle. He's like, well, I was going to wait and see. And I was like, that's up to you. And he's like, well, she's starting to get crazy. I'm like, well, then there's your answer. <laughs> like, she's starting to get crazy and you don't want to deal with it and you can't soothe her anymore, then like give her a bottle. Like, I'm not trying to like rush home here. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not trying to have you rush home. I'm just trying to keep her on schedule. Like, it's just so funny how guys like, oh my God. Can't to multitask and can't seem to manage like I will literally no. give him a list of like here's her schedule this is when she should nap this is when she should do this this is when this should happen and like somehow I come home and he's like I'm so tired I tried to do this I, I'm like Justin oh my god I was gone for four hours like what happened and he's like oh my god I can't reason with her I'm like no kidding. four months old she's a baby right <laughs> she's a baby I know my husband will actually ask me things like is there food or this is my favorite one. What's the plan for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. The plan for dinner is for someone to make it. Like, <laughs> like in some wartime circumstance, just a regular day. So right. funny. The worst is when like it's 10 a.m. and my husband's like, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just got through breakfast. Can we like <laughs> there's food in the fridge and in the freezer like we'll figure it out and we'll somehow feed ourselves like seriously this is why I escape with reality tv because they have such drama and I'm like it makes me forget my petty drama of like who went to Costco where are the socks you know it just it takes me out of it I think it's my therapy I feel you I'm in a constant search for socks too so I get it (laughs) like I'm like I usually just steal my husband's totally like totally. I don't know where mine are. Like they're his foot's much larger than mine, but like what whatever. There's like it gets the they're, job there, done. they're in front like, of you. They're in front I know, of me. Too. I do the same thing. Justin called me out the other day. He's like, Are you wearing my socks? And I was like, Yeah. I was are you wearing my shirt? And I was like, Yeah. Are those my sweatpants? And I was like, No, they're mine. He's like, Are you sure? I'm like, Yes, they're mine. They're not yours. Why are you wearing my shirt and my socks? I'm like, Because Amelia spit up all over me and then over me and they were in front of me and I like was already crazy her dress and watch he was like oh okay and I'm like what's the problem he's like no no I just I I was confused I'm like what are you confused about that I'm wearing all your shit (laughs) (laughs) right you know like I'm like are you confused that like why do I have it on like is it a problem he's like no 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 I'm like then why are you bringing it up he's like I was just making an observation. I was like, well, the observation is correct. And I have your stuff on. Can we move on? Like, (laughs) This is behind us now. Right? I'm like, oh my God. And I swear, like, we had some of these conversations when, like, we were married. But I feel like now, and you would know she was, like, a new mom. Like, it's so much worse. Like, it's just so much more heightened. And it's like, I feel like all we do is talk about, like, 
stupid shit. And then at night, when we, like, try to connect, like, we don't have the energy because of work and everything because of her. So we literally just watch Netflix and just sit there brain dead and, like, hold hands and cuddle, but, like, don't talk. Like, it's just, like, it's just, like... (laughs) Seriously, all you can do is stare straight ahead at a screen with the person you're married to after you have a baby, I swear to God. No one tells you how much your anger at your husband will be ratcheted up after you have a child. And it's not necessarily always warranted, but it's just because you have... It's like a new relationship. You just have to figure it out. And it's, like, nobody really... I was so obsessed with the baby and, like, taking care of the baby. And, like, it was not about the relationship like we didn't even think about that frankly yep. I feel you I know trust me I'm the same way with her right now like crazy like and same with him. Like he comes home and like he'll give like he'll like he'll walk right past me to her like in her little like mamaru or if she's on the ground playing because she's starting to tell you time and roll over and he'll be like hi honey how was your day and I'm just like hello I'm standing right here you know but it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm so guilty of it too I do the same thing to him like I'll come home if I leave him with her, like, and I'll go do my errands and I'll come home and I'm like, how was she? How are you, baby girl? And I'm like, I don't want to talk to him. And he's like, okay, well, you know, and I'm like, oh, thanks, honey. I appreciate it. You know, it's fine. You're like, I'll catch up with you in about three years. Right? It's cool. We'll catch up. Yeah. We'll reconnect then. Oh my God. And then it was so funny because I was telling Amanda like the other day, he was like, well, we're starting to get this down. I'm like, we are. And he's like, yeah, we are. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you're such a good mom. And I'm like, well, thank you. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I'm a hot mess, but like I'm making it work. And, you know, somehow she's still all good. So, you she's know, good. She's That's right. surviving, so like, Hey, it works. But he was like, we should just like go for the other one like next year. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Good to know. That's where your head is at. And he's like, well, do you really want to wait three, four years? Because I know you, you're not going to wait on like your body and you're not going to want to this and that. And I'm like, oh, you hear her? She has an opinion. She's like, yeah, yeah, mom. I know, right? She's like, give me a friend. I'm bored already. Amelia, what are you saying? Our, our, our third co-host officially. She, she's, she's literally, she's literally that, talking. Wait, what is that? Oh, she's telling me that Amelia wants to know what your favorite reality shows are. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite reality shows. Okay, they're on right now. So this, I'm in my heyday right now because 90 Ooh. Day Fiance before the 90 days is my favorite iteration of that whole 90 day universe. That's the TLC <laughs> show. And then mm-hmm. Bravo's Real Housewives of New York is my favorite Housewives franchise by far. And so I'm so sad that New York is ending, although it needs to end because it's just so, it's so over the top right now. But it, the 10th season to me has, they've just hit it out of the ballpark. That, yeah, you I know agree. what I have to tell you though? I was slightly disappointed with the shipwreck because <laughs> I thought like there was going to be more. Like I get that that was Same. really bad. But I, I was, I thought that it was going to be worse. And I'm like, I, I have like the blue ball. I have like blue balls of reality TV. Like I'm, <laughs> totally. ah, there was so much anticipation. And then I'm just like angry. I think they really hyped it up way too much for what they gave yeah. us. I mean, they shouldn't have shown us that many teasers. We were all, people were like rabid foaming at the mouth by the time that episode hit. I mean, me included. I was like, oh, are you guys ready? Is everyone ready? Do we have enough oh, And then it was like, where, where? You know, it just, yeah, I agree. We didn't, we didn't get what we, what we came for. Okay. Like, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. I was expecting it to be like that. Totally. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like there's going to be chop. It's going to be crazy. They're going to like end up on another ship doing cocaine like Dorinda. Um, and then, you know, it was just sort of, it felt, it felt flat. No, I, I thought we were going to see like Dorinda throwing a punch, Ramona getting all the life jackets for herself. I mean, I thought we were going <laughs> to see the breakdown of humanity a little bit because we had been warned like someone was in a diaper. Cause then we get the diarrhea story aftermath. And that became the focus of the entire episode. It was so jacked up. So weird. I was just like, well, obviously like it's nausea because you ate like food that might have not been that great and then you were tossed around on a ship freaking out for 40 minutes like yeah you might get diarrhea like that could happen (laughs) yeah that could happen but it it was kind of hilarious that it happened to all of them and Ramona was stealing everyone's toilet paper I mean it's moments like that that just make New York to me way better than the other I I love Beverly Hills I love OC I love Atlanta but I can't picture those women putting it all out there if they had chronic diarrhea I feel like they would be like shut the cameras down (laughs) <laughs> but New York keeps them rolling, you know, and that's what I love about them. Oh well, yeah, New York's, I mean, extremely real. As real as you can be on reality, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real in quotes, exactly. Did exactly. you see the news today about Jason Hoppy bringing up Dennis Shields' death to in his custody battle against Bethany? I did For a second, happen. and I'm like, this is, I just saw the headline. He is such a flaming piece of garbage. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you. like that's not the right, mm-hmm. like, he can feel that way we're all entitled to our opinions but maybe like you don't sell it to was it on daily mail it was on page six so i don't know if it's hit other it's probably hit everywhere by now but i have been just yeah i've really been thinking about just how low he can possibly go and is this it is this his lowest point because it is so so far i mean i thought he went low before and i'm not like saying bethany's perfect she's obviously not this is it's sick I, okay, you do? Oh my God, a fellow Bethany defender. I have to You're defend right. Bethany almost in every other conversation I have. And so I, I tread lightly, but I have always, um, I've always defended her. I think she's great on the housewives. I, I love her. And I really think she's, by the way, like she like really did a lot for the people of Puerto Rico. I don't think that was for the cameras. I really no. She did that because she wanted. To. She she did it because she wanted. She didn't yeah. have to do anything. She could have yeah. written a check and called, called it a day. day. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we we talk. <laughs> Allie and I were sometimes we think we might have been separated at birth. Yeah, we have a weird like psychic. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. Um, but no. I love her. And I think like, look, like as a former, as a former, I mean, I grew up in New York city. I actually grew up like two blocks from where she lived. Wow. Might've been one block. I can't remember. No, 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 no. There were two, two blocks from where she lived. Like, um, and like Jill is right over there too. Um, Jill, you know, I don't think that like they, they kind of made anything about it on the show, but they were like two blocks from each other. They lived very close. Yeah, I don't. Think I just saw your article about Jill's redecorated apartment. It looks oh, gorgeous. Great article. It was a great article. I was staring at. I read the whole thing, of course, and I was staring at the pictures because I'm like, man, this looks completely different than her last. Re- well, I don't know. Was her last redecoration or renovation on the show that crazy one with the wallpaper, the really loud? Yeah, she was okay. like not happy with that. So they yeah. moved. The building was brand new in 2001. And I actually, by the way, looked at an apartment in that, a different apartment in that building for my parents to live in. And it didn't end up working out because they uh, sold their place really quickly a few blocks away. So they ended up like renting. 
Um, but like they put up that building, the like it's it was the finishes were kind of. Eh. I used to be in real estate when I lived in New York after college, and I've seen like a lot of the new buildings. Yeah. Um, it like wasn't that great. like just like wasn't that great. So she redid it, I think, before she moved in. Then she did that whatever was on the show, um, and then this was like the third renovation. Of, this is a great it. one. It looks great. It it's it's gorgeous. They did such a good. They just did such a good job. And um, I was going to say I'm going to include the link to that article in the show notes, but I also spoke to the decorators and there are some really good tips there. If people want to sort of copy that style, how you can do it yourself. I like that in your article because we can't all hire that level of interior designer, but I was, but it was good tips for anyone because she truly does have a modern, she has modern lines and huge windows and it showed what you could do with that space before it was like, there was too much going on for that. Oh yeah. Way too much. Yeah, no, it looks like so chic now. It's, I love, I mean, and there are even some pictures I didn't include because, um, like, just like there was enough there and there were like, uh, I wish I could have included everything, but like the way it looks on the page is more important than including more pictures. For Seriously, exactly. I know. Um, there was like this gorgeous Jonathan Adler chair and there was like more you didn't the bathroom is the bathroom is huge for New York. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. huge for like any other New York City everyone has the tiniest bathrooms beyond yeah. tiny. Like, yeah, bathroom. I would love, love to see her bathroom. I I'm obsessed with looking at people's bathrooms actually. Awesome. Bathrooms and kitchens. I'll send you the picture. <laughs> yay. Oh, yay. Did you, do you think she would ever come back on the show? I mean, it's always rumored, but I wonder if this is the time for her to come back. I don't think. I think she's moved on. I think she's so. moved on. Yeah. Okay. I it's think always she, like, out there. Back as a friend, though. Yes, I think she come back for like potential cameos. But I don't think she come on. I don't think cast. she wants to like do the yeah. whole. She also like, by the way, like, and I'm not kidding. Those rugs are amazing, and I think that they that she sells a lot of them, and they're very like. If no one, I don't know if you saw the other article I did with her on her rug line, but they're really affordable. Like the least expensive one is like a hundred bucks. Wow! Oh my god. Yeah, that is actually affordable. I, I met, Ramona was kind of showing off Zarin Fabrics and her redo of her Hamptons home. Remember, she was in that episode. Like, look, my dog can pee on the rug and it comes right out. <laughs> that's no, that's the. I know that's the point. I actually want to get one. I should ask Jill for one of those. You should, but Seriously. I have. I know. I kind of want one. I know. We're sort of. I'm sort of like doing a little bit of redecorating right now. Mm-hmm. I have to do a photo shoot for that at some point. But <laughs> so, oh, so I wanted it. So your favorites are Real Housewives and 90 Day. Why do you like the before the 90 days? Because I, I don't know entirely how I feel about it. I've tried to get into previous seasons. Yeah. So here's the here's the situation with 90 Day Fiance. It's almost like you have to, uh, you know, offer the series a commitment ring to really go into it, which I hate to say, because if you haven't watched it, you can definitely get into it and you do not have to watch all of it. But you do have to understand how it works. The original 90 Day Fiance came out. I don't know. I want to say like four years ago. I've been covering it for years on reality TV. I've watched all of them. You have. Okay. So that's the word like you meet, you know, the foreigner comes over on a K-1 fiance visa to the U.S. And then they have 90 days to marry the American or they get deported. And so the drama was always like, will they or won't they? 
And then 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After became an offshoot of that. And 90 Day Fiance What Now was another offshoot. It was about couples who are already married, what's going on with them now. Oh, that, no. I saw a few of those. It was so, the one who married the Jamaican guy who became an alcoholic was too dark even for me. And I'm like the darkest person. It's too, that kind of stuff is too dark. I like I like before the 90 days because it's the American going to a foreign country, sometimes meeting that person in real life for the first time. So it's even before the regular 90 day fiance would be happening. So they're not engaged yet. The drama is that they might be getting catfished potentially by a person they've met online. Yeah. So it's even, it's like, it's, to me, it's like even more heightened drama because when the American travels, also you find out really who they are versus when they're in their home environment, because sometimes they are just every stereotype you can imagine of an ugly American. I mean, they're just like rejecting the food, (laughs) acting like a jerk, you know, but sometimes they really, they do okay. And I think 90 day over the years has become like more of, they really try to get the most the craziest cast members they can, which is, which is great for the drama. But I do like when you can have someone to root for. Like, I like when there's a real couple or two who you're like, Oh my God, they're really in love. I think this might work out. So I'm hoping it it shakes out and it balances a little bit more in the coming seasons. Cause this season of before the 90 days, everyone, like no one's elevator goes to the top. It is really mm-hmm. people who need help with their lives. And I'm just oh like, the like this season was so nuts like the people were talking I never remember anyone's names because I think my brain is trying to blog it blog out <laughs> um, but the the people in the living in the firehouse oh my god David and Annie yes yes David and Annie. I like I don't even know what to say like and then like with the sun being shot I was like oh my god like like the whole him like shot in the face and I'm like this is so it was like a little bit dark and she was like I just want to go back to my country America is awful I live in a storage unit now like and aren't they making money from the show like (laughs) how are they not making money you're on a show or do they pay you when you're done like what is the payment that you have to live in a storage unit Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got downgraded from a firehouse to a storage facility. And she was like, I mean, if you saw where she came from, which if you've been watching it, I'm sure you did. She came from like a hut in a small village in Thailand with two water buffalo that he paid for her dowry. It's like, and she was wanting to go back to the luxury of that, you know, because she was like, this is not okay. If you, although I do love an outdoor shower. Um, I do too, but they do pay the American an appearance fee. The foreigner, they do not pay because they can't, but I've heard from a producer, they do pay the American an appearance fee and they usually based on goodwill, will split it with their fiance or split it with their husband or wife, you know, before the green card happens. I don't think it's a huge appearance fee though. I think it is on a sliding scale. But it should be enough that they can like afford food. I agree. I agree. Well, David has definitely been able to afford food, yo. I know. He, I mean, look what what has happened to him. Something is wrong with him. Like, I, I really believe, like, there may be something wrong with him, but he is nowhere near as screwy as uh, Pedro. <laughs> Pedro oh and River. God. That fight was hilarious to me. I was like, I cannot believe this dude is fighting the entire family, Chantel. The entire family was in a fight. 
craziness. That family doesn't seem that bad. I thought that cabin they stayed in, wherever they were, was lovely. Like that log cabin. Like it was oh, like, it was fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was nice accommodations. Cabin. I love a log cabin too. Look, I'm in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm all about the log cabin. But I feel like they took him there and just, he is shady. His sister's shady. His mom's shady. But they, they, it's like they can't get past it. They're, they're a mess too. They're all a mess. I mean, I think a qualification for being on the show at this point is you have to have like serious drama with your partner and their family. Cause it seems like no one has escaped that right now. Yeah. I mean, Nicole and Azin to me were the worst. The one who went to Morocco. I mean, my God, the ridiculous. I think her and David are, have about equal intelligence. No, exactly. <laughs> like, like, they probably have matching IQs. They just, like... Which isn't much. <laughs> it's, I'm being kind. But I'm um, saying, I'm like, I'm like, really? He, they both seem like literally the dumbest people alive. Like, like, I just don't even know what to say. Like, she just doesn't, they don't seem like they're all there. No, they're not no. all there. I, like I said, they're, they're like a fry short of a happy meal. All of them. They do not... <laughs> They do not compute. Like logic does not compute. Nicole will sit there and listen to a voicemail from her supposed fiance where he's calling other women and basically offering sex to them. And she's like, wait, do you promise not to do that again? Oh, okay. Let's still get married. I mean, she is, oh God. It's like, I guess desperation plus not being the brightest creates this horrific combination or something. It's awful it's it's really it's so bad I mean it's weird like I'll watch and I'll be like whatever I think is wrong in my life (laughs) that's why you watch you you watch and you're like okay things you watch for the toxicity you do but I mean like I have to tell you though that fight though with with, uh Chantal and Pedro was so Jerry Springer so Jerry Springer Springer. wait do you watch I felt like it was like Jerry Springer on crack Wait, do you watch Teen Mom? I've watched it occasionally. I have not watched it for a very long time. I watched it when it was first out years ago. I've completely lost track of all these girls. I know who they are, but I don't know their stories. I I tap back in every now and again. And my husband's mom is my mother-in-law. Like, she's obsessed. So she keeps me up to date. And I'm like, how do you keep up with all these new girls? Like, I just can't. Oh my God. That's, well, that's another Jerry Springer show, really. I mean, oh, I, think, I think that is why yeah. you watch it though. Cause you're like, you know what? I'm good. Like my, all my decisions are golden. Exactly. It's like my husband always says that I'm going to be the worst mother. I'm not even kidding. And then I'm like, those people are keeping, he does. No, when I tell her that's not true. He does, but it's okay. But he's like, and I'm like, babe, but those people have children and they're fed and they're still alive. So like, I think I'm going to be all right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like turn on TLC or WeTV and look who's procreating, dude. Oh my God. Right. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, Nicole no. kept her daughter on a leash. Let's think about that for a moment. That's crazy. Yeah. She was, that little girl was on a yeah, leash like, half the time. Look, I could see if you have, okay, if you have like multiple young children and exactly. perhaps you're in an airport. Exactly. Shit like, can go wrong in an airport, okay? Uh, I think. Don't I know it. No, if you have like, look, if you have if you have a bunch of children under the age of five, okay, and you're like trying to go through the TSA, 
I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, My hat's right. off to you for even trying to do that. Right. Other than that, your children should not be on leashes. No, exactly. <laughs> or if you're Nicole, who's working with like half a functioning brain cell. I mean, that's why she needed the leash yeah, because she, yeah. her response time was probably not too, not too good. No, no, no. Not, too, <laughs> not too good at all. No. Okay. So you like, okay. Real housewives be like 90 day before the 90 days. What are your other go-tos? I really, I'm always into Below Deck. I've gotten a little bit behind I this season. I do. I think it's just oh, a great, it's a great setup. It's a great construct for a show. It reminds me of yep. the old English shows Upstairs, Downstairs, where it was like the help and then the rich people. You know, I just love that construct. I love seeing yeah. the drama contained to such a tight quarters. Like, I don't know. Yes. There's something about it that it, it just totally works. I like I like Mediterranean and original. Do you guys have a favorite between those? I like the original a little bit more, but I like both. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. My husband has it on. I call Mediterranean low IQ edition. <laughs> it's the 90 day edition. I know it is really the 90 day. I know I've, I've, re- I've offended everyone today. I don't really care, but no, I, I don't know why I started to call that too, because they're both equally stupid, but he'll have it on. You know what it is? I feel bad for any, for the camera people on that show because it seems so claustrophobic. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. I heard, I heard actually the crew talking on another podcast one time and they were saying how they basically film in shifts. Like, no, there's always a camera on because if someone sneaks out for a smoke in the middle of the night or starts kissing someone somewhere, someone has got to film it. Oh my God. That's fascinating to me. I'm like, this is like if the real housewives were wearing GoPros, like I love that concept. Could you imagine? I know. No, it's true. It's funny because I met a couple of like people from Below Deck and I was talking to some of the producers and some of the like people in tabloid to cover it. And they were telling me the same thing. Like they literally like have the like walkie essentially on them to know like, oh, it's three in the morning. Someone's up and like out on the deck, like go, go see what's going Check on. Check their vagina. Like, you know, like. Exactly. Right. Right. Who is yeah. making out with whom? Yeah. I love it though. I love that concept. I think it totally works. I love Below Deck. I, I love Vanderpump Rules. Oh, everybody loves Vanderpump Rules. You know, I style a lot of that crew. Do you really get out of here? Who do you style? Um, So now not as much because honestly, they, I love them to death, but they're all like, you know, that show took off and they're getting brand endorsements out the wazoo. So they don't really need, you know, except for like big events. But when the show was on season two and season three and people really weren't like watching yet, I was styling Sheena all the time um, and Ariana. Yes, Amelia. And um, I also worked with Katie Maloney for um, a couple of the uh, reunion uh, shows, and I've done the Toms. And so I've worked with a lot of them a bunch. And if you, like, watch old episodes, um, like season two and season three, if you, like, go back through, you'll find, like, one of the um, Secrets Revealed, like, episodes when they do kind of, like, the end with the bloopers. You'll see me styling the girls, like, on set for <laughs> that is and, so much fun I love that I can't believe yeah, you could so style the. I figured the Toms would always style themselves they seem like so into that I'm glad well, to hear they, they seek like, professional so, like, help of course, like they, yeah like they, I mean listen Tom Tannerville I was cracking up the first time I styled him because <laughs> he literally rolled into the set with like seven suitcases and Ariana had one and I looked at her and I was like girl what is wrong with this picture? And she's like, I know he has more clothes than me. And I was like, oh my God, I was dying. And I was like, I was like, he was so funny because he like his outfits out and he's like 
do you like this? Do you approve? And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I basically just have to approve your style. I don't really need to style you. Like you have everything on point. I'm just going to add this and a little bit of that. And it was just like, I was cracking up because like, I have this jacket and I have these pants. I think they're great. I have them in every color. I'm like, oh my God, you are so funny. And he, like people say he's so feminine and it's like, he's not really feminine. He's just so into fashion and trends and it's just hysterical and it's the way it's edited that he looks feminine and compared to ariana who has like a masculine feel to her in the sense that she's, she's like hair though. oh no she's hot as hell but the masculine feel in the sense of like she's fierce as fuck and she's like so like you know yep. don't mess with like she owns her shit so it's just funny when you see them edited because it like seems like he's so much more feminine but he's really not but they're like amazing together and hysterical. And whenever I worked with them, I would crack up on set because he would literally roll in with just clothing after clothing. And I'm like, oh my God, Tom, like, when did you go shopping and get all this stuff? And he's like, I just got this at Zara and I got this here and I got the, and I'm like, oh my God, you are so funny. Like he, like, and this is Mr. Turk and this is that. And I'm just like, I, I saw him at the opening of the Trina Turk yeah, store he was, um, he's in my neighborhood. With Turk, like obsessed with Turk. Um, I know. And he, and like, it's just, it's so funny. And then Sheena and I have been friends for years. Like I'm friends with Ariana as well, but Sheena and I are um, pretty close. And her and I have known each other from when I started like styling her before, like the show really took off. And I did like a ton of her press shoots. I did like a ton of her old red carpets, watch what happens live. Like, so I kind of got in the mix because of her, because I was working with her and everyone liked her style and liked what we were doing. So then like Ariana was like, Oh, I have a photo shoot. Will you style me? And then like, you know, word gets out and like, Kate's like, Oh, I have the reunion, like, you know, can you style me? So yeah. it's like kind of circulated in that group, like as they, as they do and everything else. <laughs> as they do and everything uh, else. Right. Oh my God. I love that. I love yeah, that. I That's so cool. Once. That was a trip. Um, you know, so it's like, it's just funny. And now I actually, uh, kind of, I always like joke, like I love the servers. I always joke that I graduated from that because now I style Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, stop it. Stop. Yeah. Oh my God. So, you styled um, Lisa Vanderpump. You have, okay. I have to, he- I have to hear about this. I mean, okay. what is her go-to? What's her, what are her go-to brands? Okay. She loves Tom Ford. Mm-hmm. Like loves oh. Tom Ford. Um, she loves Valentino and Louboutin. I mean, who doesn't? Right. Um, she loves Neiman Marcus, um, just in general, because she loves like the shoppers there are really good about always like having unique pieces in certain parts of LA and they'll like keep them to the side for her. So she kind of gets like first dibs when she goes in there. Um, she loves, what did she have on the other day we were talking about? What brand was it? I think it was Naughty. Um, yeah, Zanotti. And then she also just had like an Oscar de Laurenta gown she wore recently for a big gala of hers. Um, and like, she just loves, she loves like overly stated, but yet still delicate and classic because of her like London, you know, and like English European feel. She like wants to still have that classic, like very, which she is a very classy woman, but she likes to have the bling of course. And she loves the glam and like diamonds and all that good stuff and you know who wouldn't but she just like it's interesting because when I've styled her for like certain photo shoots before and certain red carpets like it's funny how sometimes we can get her to push the envelope like last summer um Daily Mail like did this like totally organic viral thing of her and I was so excited because I styled her for it and she went to the thirst gala and I got her to wear this gorgeous black like deep plunging um like jumpsuit romper that was like all lace and like oh. a little bit 
like in the like, like in the stomach, like we'll link it in the show notes. Um, in the stomach, like back area, and had a little bit of plunging in the back, but it was like really tasteful and had a long sleeve, and it was just amazing. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, look at her body! Like, can you believe how like you know amazing she looks at her age and like." yet how classy she looks. And she's just so good like that. Like I love her. But uh, yeah, amazing. I mean, what's not, what's not to love? And you literally walk in her closet and you just die. Like I told Amanda, the first time I walked into her closet, I literally felt like I just heard like, like, like doves singing. I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? This is just insane. Seriously, I can't believe you've been no. to the Mecca of all housewives oh closets. Yeah, that I've been to the I've, I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen the swans, the black swans have sung to me. I've met the ponies. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. It's very cool. And she's incredible. I mean, like for all the time that I've gotten to work with her, she's just like the most nicest, but you know, big, big boss, babe, obviously, but like so fierce yet so sweet at the same time means business. She works so hard in her own businesses. Like I was telling Amanda, I'm like, she is so beyond inspiring. Like she deserves every single thing that woman and her yeah. husband can have. Like, I watch them and I'm like, wow, I'm tired. Like I need a cocktail, you know? Like, I think that's why like, people love her. Cause they see her actually doing it. She's not just sitting yeah. around expecting no. wealth to drop won't. in her lap. Right. Like we, we did a magazine cover for her. I think it was home and garden. It was like one of the like big, like garden and cooking, whatever. And they did a feature on her about sir and like some of her food. And they wanted to have like her and the family. So I dressed her and Pandora and like this and that. And it was like, you know, where they're all sitting at the table and they put the thing together and they like put the food out. And Lisa looks and she's like, well, it looks nice, but like, it's not colorful like this, it's sir. And it doesn't have this aesthetic. And she literally jumped in the kitchen and just started like whipping mm. things up, adding things together. And I was like, oh my God, like you are just literally in it. And I was so inspired by how like hands dirty she was getting in. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Wardrobe. I was like, yeah, you're incredible. And she's like, well, darling, everything has to be fabulous. And I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> you know, like, oh my like- God. <laughs> you're like noted I can't oh my god I can't believe it I would be like anything you say Lisa Vanderpump yeah (laughs) oh my god that's amazing what has happened to Dorit and Erica okay so Erica has her glam squad she has her style but Dorit seems to be mimicking Erica's style this past season yeah I've noticed I I like Erica yes I have noticed and I'm like uh, I don't know I I'm not a fan of Dorit personally I think neither. I think she, like, likes to copy a lot of stuff. She's also not... Okay, this is my problem with her. I don't find her terribly interesting. interesting. Thank you. Thank like, you. Yeah. it's the same Good. reason why I can't watch OC. <laughs> sort of. It's like, I don't find Shannon Bedore interesting. I just find her so whiny that, like, I can't take it after six minutes. Right. Um, I'm not even kidding. I tapped out because of her. OC producers, if you're listening, get rid of Shannon <laughs> Bedore if you want me to watch. Um, <laughs> Really? Everyone's saying the same thing. I, I can't like, like it's like just just like get I, I can't heard know she's it. going nowhere. I've heard she's signed so many coming contracts. I, I don't I don't know yeah. why. Like I don't know. It, this is like it's sort of like one of she's one of those things and Dorit too that everyone else likes where I'm just like, no, thank you. Right. Um, I think they're pretty polarizing, actually. I think Shannon and Dorit are both polarizing. For me, I'm not in love with Shannon like I'm in love with some of the housewives, but I can handle her. I think she brings something. Dorit, she brought really great fashion her first season. I thought she could do no wrong. She reminded me of kind of like a Grace Kelly. I mean, she just looks so... I thought she looked great her first season. Last year, I was like, who are you? I mean, with the wigs and the... 
And, I, and I feel like she doesn't know who she is either, though, which also yeah, she sucks. Know who she is, and I feel like she's now like just trying to copy from people because she's like trying to find her zone. I'm just like, yeah, none of those are your lane, and I, that drives me nuts. And I was telling you, like, just like <laughs> even as a stylist, like by craft and my job, like it makes me insane just in general when people reach out to me to style them and they literally send me like a picture of just say like Kim Kardashian. They're like, I want to look like this, and I'm just like, yeah, don't we all? Like, you know, like it's just like. I, you know, I, I, I think my tongue is one of the worst dressers. By yeah, the way. I do too. No, I agree. Do. And like, agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, she's trying to follow like all Kanye's shit. Ugh, I know. But oh my like, god, she's like, why is she wearing sweatpants and sports bras? I'm like, no, this has to end. I know exactly, like, and it's like, and it's like getting yeah. worse. Like she's doing like more and more, but it's like I just feel like people will send me that or like you know Kylie Jenner or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, okay, well that's how they look in those type of clothing, like. Not to be rude, but your body's not going to look like that, like in, right. you know, that outfit. Like, you need to find, like, your zone and your niche and, like, what looks good on you. And then you're going to look just as fabulous, if even more fabulous than, like, who you're staring at, you know? And that drives yeah, okay. me crazy as a stylist. So I'm just like, I get it. Take inspiration, just like anything else. Like, go through Jill Zarin's, you know, article on Forbes and, you know, put things together, what you want in your house. But don't just, like, straight yeah. up copy. Like, it just makes me insane. Yeah. And don't copy, don't copy teenagers or 20 year olds either, because I feel like this housewives demographic, you really need to know who their audience is. And Dorit is walking around looking like Kylie Jenner and it's embarrassing. Right. hundred percent. She just needs the butt injection. She's ready to roll. Exactly. Also, just like, this is the thing. As someone who wears hair extensions very often and whose hair extensions are awful right now. So I have like side ponytail. Um, they're not bad. You can't. No, they're so bad right now. Uh, I need to, like, take them out and put them back in again. But, like, you can't do, like, a hundred wigs. Like, it's A hundred, exactly. Like, do like, you. Have fun. Real. Yeah, totally. Like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It has to. There's just certain things where it's just, like, there's a standard, and it just needs to be that. Period. And then, like, again, going back to Kardashians, like, it's almost like they've broken that standard because, like, anything they do goes. Like, it's just, that's just what works. So it's like now everybody else thinks yeah. they can follow the same I'm going to wear sweatpants right. to a five-star right. restaurant. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. like, no. Like, you no, can't. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Or, like, I'm going to contour my face until I look, like, literally like I'm a Star Trek done. character. Like, I'm so done with the contour. Right. Like, okay, you know what? I don't have time to contour. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You can just see what I have, Amelia. I didn't have time to contour. Like, I attempted, and I was like, this is crazy. It's a commitment you have to make to looking like a complete asshole, and I'm a commitment folk. Like, that's what it is. But that's my point. Like, everything, like, every single thing they do, and I'm really hating on them right now, but, like, every single thing they do, people just feel like they should copy to a T, like, no matter what. Like, makeup. Fashion. You know who who style I love? I love, I I know we're going back to it, but I like Bethany's style. I do too. I like Like, Bethany's style too. Yep. I agree. She's got the cleavage a lot, which is something that I do. Okay. I like Bethany's style. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, being okay and I'm critical because like I'm a fashion stylist and I shouldn't talk because I'm like in sweats and a sports bra right now nursing bra but like normally when I like go to events or I'm at places yeah. or whatever I look pretty put together and I think pretty on point and I just like I like Bethany but I don't feel like her outfits like wow me like I think she looks great and I'm like you look beautiful and I respect it but I'm not just like 
oh my God, I need to figure out my own inspiration to recreate that. And for me, like, that's where I do, like, not all of Erica Jane's, but some of it's too showy and too staged for me. I love it. Some no, of I love stuff, some of her stuff. But some that. of her stuff, like, I'm totally inspired by and I love. No, yeah. I love the like, she's She dresses really well. Sometimes I think she dresses a little bit, like, she wears, like, the long sleeves a lot, though, a which lot. I always think is odd. Like, why are you always yeah, in long sleeves? I like, know. we're in California. You I live know. in Pasadena, which is hotter than where I live. Like, <laughs> just wear a fucking tank top. Like, seriously. Like, she, I feel like she jumped the shark this past season with the Glam Squad thing. It was like they were making her into different caricatures instead of being. Yes. Like, she kind of jumped from Erica Girardi to just being Erica Jane all the time. And I thought, if we're like, her fashion is one thing, but she also needs to stay on this free franchise if she wants to keep promoting Erica Jane and I'm like you have yeah. to bring yourself back down to to five not be at 10 Agreed. every no, single I, scene can I just, yes and can I just tell you I was telling Amanda this that when I was on set with Lisa like during my pregnancy and Erica Jane was walking in onto the set with us and we're getting ready for an episode and literally like no shade to her glam squad but like literally like Lisa Vanderpump being you know the queen bee she has like, you know, a few of us and we're like working on her and this and that's going on. And Erica waltzes in like she's freaking, you know, Kate Middleton with like, you know, a million people that aren't necessary and like just shit everywhere. And she literally even, even Lisa looked at us and was like, the fuck like it was like you know like she didn't say that because Lisa's very eloquent but she looked at us and gave us that look like what is going on and we just like myself and Lisa's makeup artist Patrick to me like we literally looked at each other and just like shook our heads like I don't I, I don't know what is it's happening. absurd it's absurd it's, totally it's absurd. completely absurd I mean I read her book and I actually reviewed it on my podcast with a wow. with a friend and it was I don't know if you guys read it but it was very much like that it was like wait are you trying to be unrelatable or what, what's <laughs> happening here I don't understand I, mean, I need to read it I, I actually do relate to her in a very weird way which is like she's very scrappy and so am I and like she'll just like make something she's like you know she does what she has to do to get what she wants and that's something I really and I actually think in that way her and Bethany are kind of similar in, yes like, I can agree with that in a strange ways. way yes yeah. yeah no and I here's the one thing I do like about her and I actually said this in my review of her book I love how she didn't let her 40s define her like now I just have yeah, to give yeah. up and so I do love that. Like she's kind of carving this new, she's not trying to be a Kardashian either, which is good. Right. She's being Agreed. like over the top in her own lane. So I do like that. But the other stuff like serving her husband, I mean, she kept talking about Mr. Girardi and all of the ways in which she wants to just be a good wife to this powerful man. And I was like, this is so against what we see in you, which is this kind of scrappy hustler. It's a very right. weird combo. No, I'm, I'm like the same way though. I'm like literally exactly the same way. We're well, very scrappy in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm scrappy, but I also like am very into being a good wife. Yes, and you are. Yes, it's you are. like almost to like a bizarre level where people are like, what planet are you from? And I'm like, it's just kind of who we are. So, so I get like, so I so you get relate it. to that. Yeah. I relate yeah. to her. And so like, I relate to her. And I think like, also like, I understand Bethany because I feel like growing up in New York city can be very like, I don't want to say rough, but it's just different. It's like, it's, it's like, I don't know. This is going to so come out wrong, but like when people, <laughs> I was listening, no, like I was listening to like a podcast or I was in a group and people were talking about like, Oh, Bradley Cooper's 19 year old girlfriend. And I'm like, 
but I dated like guys that were in their 20s and I had friends in my 20s when I was like a teenager in high school and it really wasn't all that weird like so it's yeah because it was more of like a city sensibility or you grow up faster (laughs) or what do you think you grow up like much much faster so I I I get like I get it like I mean I understand like there are laws you have to abide by but as long (laughs) as I say yeah you might want to do that yes yeah, for sure. I mean, like, what people would always use a phrase with me, jailbait. But, like, <laughs> you know, why does that not surprise me at all? I, but I did not lose my virginity till I was 18. Good. For so sure. there so yeah. there you go. Which for is sure. kind of late. Not really. Like, But I went to, like, an all-girls school. So, like, there were that not, helps. like, boys yeah. around to, like, <laughs> screw in the hallway. That helps, but, yes. You know, I don't know what real school is like. Um, <laughs> like 19 girls in my graduating class. It was nuts. <laughs> By the oh way, I know about you, and I know we're short on time, but like I wanted to ask, you grew up in a cult, and I'm sort of fascinated by this. I did not like, grow up in a cult, but I was born in a cult. My parents left when I was just over three years old. So, uh, but here's the deal though. I did grow up with all of these ex-cult members as our close friends. And it's when it's your origin story. I mean, my parents met there, got married there, had me there, and they finally left um, in, yeah, when I was just over three. So I do have memories of it. And of course I have the stories forever because everyone was talking about it, you know, the rest of our lives and you right. kind of. When you, when you get out of something like that, the people who got out of it with you are, it's almost like you were through a war. Like you're never not friends with them. You know, you're just going to always, <laughs> even no matter where you move, you're going to be like, yeah, I can tell you anything. Cause we escaped a fucking cult. You know what I mean? Like, so That's it's kind so of, yeah, I was actually in, I, cause I lived in Manhattan too, um, on Bleecker street was where it was. And we lived in Baltimore and we also lived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It was founded in Allentown. It was called the Kobu, the church of Bible understanding. It was wow. also called the forever family in the seventies. And it was very much like, for instance, I just did a podcast today with someone else about Jonestown. And I was saying how I, I really have stayed away from learning too much about Jonestown because that happened in 78, mm-hmm. which was maybe six months after my parents left their cult in 77. And, and it was like so similar in a way, even though ours was in the city, it was communal living. You sign over all your worldly possessions to the leader. He's telling you that he, you know, he's got the socialist propaganda. It was all these, you know, just kind of kids in the seventies, the sixties and seventies who were looking for like a way to reject the system. And it turns out that this guy's crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I have a different perspective on like, I guess how cults operate and who joins. I think a lot more people are susceptible than they realize. Cause it's very easy to be like, Oh my God, I would never get wrapped up in something like that. But from my parents' experience, at least they were young. It was the time period. And also they, you don't get wrapped up in something strange right away. It becomes stranger and stranger as you're in it. So it's just a, I don't know. I'm fascinated with cults because of that. And I, I talk about that on the podcast too. It's so, it's just like really, and especially with this whole like Nexium thing. Right. And yeah. I'm like, what, I don't know. Like what happened in her, I sort of like, and I've been following that, like, what happened in her life? Because she was like on a major TV show. Like, she I know. Been, Smallville. Mm-hmm. Like, a working, like, look, 
who like really knows but like if she she could have pursued a career you know like i feel like had she not gone crazy she'd be doing hallmark movies right now you yeah, know exactly. you'd be otherwise normal you know you'd many of other, you would be otherwise normal a working yeah. actor like what happened and like la is such a strange place any in, in many ways and like i kind of understand how people get involved in um i shouldn't say it but schmein schmology like i yeah, kind right. of know i know and I don't know entirely how I feel about it because I feel like, you know, you hear different things from different, from, you know, different people and, you know, who really, who really knows with that? And I, I've seen the documentary. Also, I'm terrified of these people, but like, Allison Mack, why would you move to Albany? It's cold. That guy was not a sexy cult leader. Like this was not some like, he's gross. Know, yeah like like i know i know i had so keith ranieri is i thought it was ranier but it's pronounced ranieri i guess Uh, he what he's arrested he is awaiting trial and i actually had his ex-girlfriend of eight years on my podcast a couple of months ago if you go back in the files you can look for that and she gave me so much insight into how nexium was formed i mean this guy was an amway salesman so he basically built a pyramid scheme you know, nobody knew they were joining a cult. They were just joining this women's empowerment thing. And then it's a slow drip. He started making policy strange. And then he asked for collateral and people, it, the things that they agreed to are insane, you know, but it didn't go from, I hooked up with Keith Ranieri to branding. It was, it was a yeah. huge process that went into it. Nexium is very scary. Scientology is too. I will say it so you don't have to. I've talked about all these on my podcast and incidentally, you're going to die at this, but I have gotten in more hot water with uh, just everyone over the shit I say about reality TV. I have never had any pushback. <laughs> I'm like, I can talk about cult leaders. Even the one who was in charge of my parents' cult, Stuart Trail, I've named him a million times. He's still alive. I don't hear a peep. I'm like, these cults aren't coming after me. The housewives publicists come after me. It's hilarious. That's so That's really weird. Funny. It's also probably because yeah. you write for reality tea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Because like I I they don't get, want the tea out. <laughs> no, I get like a million because I write for Forbes. I get so many emails every single day. And it's it's actually like I'm at the point I was saying to Allie today, I think I need a new email address for like yeah, my friends because <laughs> I'm so um I'm so disorganized to begin with. And I'm like, it's overwhelming. Yeah, like I actually now respond to people like, I don't cover this. Bye. <laughs> me. I had to like block people because I physically cannot meet the demand. I just have like a lot going, you know, and I write for other sites as well. And I have my podcast and I try to do other things. And it's, you know, it's, but I'm telling you, like, if you put something out, like in writing more so than on a podcast, because I've heard and seen things on podcasts and I'm like, someone's going to cover this and they never do. Isn't that crazy? It's be- I think it's because podcasts are still considered a new form of media, even though they've been around for a long time. I mean, how many people have you met who still literally don't know how to listen to a podcast? There are well, still also- people out there who don't. It's because Apple's um, podcast app-, app sucks, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Right, right. It's I mean, it- I think it's going to... I, I feel like we're in early, kind of like the early bloggers, you know, like blogging is so normal. Now everybody knows what it is. Every it's been around forever. But when it was early, people were like, what is this? Just a person writing? Like, I don't get this, you know? So 
I think, yeah, that's where we're at with podcasts. Cause I agree. I hear so much inside scoop and information on amazing podcasts like yours. And it, I'm like, where's the article? Where's the article to go with You know? So I think, I think that'll change. I hope it does. We have to five years. I think podcasts are going to like really take off because I do too. Get more into them and like more wanting to sponsor and be a part. Like they're starting to get into it. It's just taking time. It's it takes time. I I love the medium because I think, and I've said this other times to, you know, I really think that like as podcasters, we all really like to collaborate with each other. Yes. Unlike the blogger world. I'm like, there's like, I don't feel like I'm in competition with anyone. It's all on demand. You can listen to me. You can listen to us. You can listen to yours. You can listen to Yeah, And it's like, and better off listen to all of us. Cause like, we're all talking about different things. Exactly. There's, there's no, like there's room for everyone at the table. And I think that that's so it's so good that like, I think this is the one medium where like we all can, you know, do well together. And I even say, I'm like, I want to read, like when they turn podcasts into like TV shows or whatever, I'm like, Oh good. Podcasting is getting major coverage. Every little bit helps everyone and their medium. I could not agree more. I mean, that is, that's my philosophy. 100%. I just started this last November and I'd been writing and blogging for years, but immediately I was so into how collaborative it was. And I was often struck by the occasional podcaster who would be not, not wanting to collaborate. Cause I was like, what are you doing? We're all in this, like, yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, what the hell dude? But here's the thing though. Like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're collaborating with another podcaster for me, when I hear someone on someone else's show, I can add that podcast to my list. I'm not going to delete the original one ever. It's always, it's always a process of addition, which means abundance. And so this is a, this is an abundant field. I, I agree completely with what you guys are saying. No, it's, it's wonderful. And I feel like I've met so many interesting people and connected with lots of interesting people. And it's just, it's been so like good to us. And even then, like, I feel like, you know, at least cause like, I don't know about, well, no, I guess like you interview, do you ever interview people for reality TV, sorry, for reality T that are on your podcast? I've interviewed, I've interviewed some people on reality T and that'll just be that, but I've never interviewed a writer from reality T. Is that what you mean? Someone who's like an actual, like like a blogger. Like you'll interview people for reality T and then you'll put them on the podcast as well. No, we haven't done it in that order. So I've only, cause I am a separate entity. So I won't take any, like an exclusive from them. But if I do a podcast, then I can cover it on reality T. So it goes that way. Cause I have interviewed like Tom Sandoval or some of the housewives before for just reality T because it's such a bigger audience. Cause podcasting is really building your numbers too. I mean, I've gotten a few reality TV personalities, but you know, they all have their contracts as well. They can, they can sometimes, they can sometimes speak to you and sometimes they can say nothing. So that's that's always interesting. Yep. It's weird. We always, you know what? And I know like, this is like us, but we just try to be really open with people. And it's like, and especially because like, I've done a lot of like over the years, celebrity interviews where I've been, I mean, like I always say to Allie, I, cause I have them all recorded on like Uber conference, which is how we're recording this just like thing, just so I don't have to take notes or if I want to transcribe something later. And I'm like, Oh my God, if people heard what I have heard, 
they would die. And I always right. make people look good. I, I never like yeah, cross boundaries. I, like, I want it to be light. I don't yeah. want to make anyone angry or piss anyone off. It's just not. And I know other people like to do that, but that's not what I like. To yeah, do. that's not you. And that's also not our podcast. Yeah. Like, we always feel like with our podcast, we always make sure people look good. We also like it to be empowering and inspiring, like at some level. And somehow we always look out that we get a little bit of tea just because I think people like people us. Relax. And they yeah. relax. And trust us. And they just like give it to us anyway. So it's like all good. That's the way to do it. That, and of course, you're not going to interview someone and do a gotcha. That's a hor- That's a terrible way of operating. So I think yeah. that's, the, yeah, you have nobody to. Nobody wants to be interrogated. Like, no. Nobody has to do that. No, no. no. So let me ask you, who has spilled the most tea <laughs> who you have interviewed? The most tea was spilled by, you know, you yes. know what? Okay, for the podcast, the most tea, I, Keith Ranieri's ex-girlfriend, she was amazing. Also, I interviewed Nanny Dawn, who was the, who is the nanny of uh, Thomas Ravenel on Southern Charm? Saw, another one of my favorites. She did a full hour interview with me. It's an exclusive. She didn't do an interview with anyone else this whole year, and I was so um, I was really honored that she was willing to share her story with me. And she was so raw and emotional on that. I couldn't, you know, I was like, I commend you for doing this. You know, it was unbelievable. I'm going to actually have her back on the podcast soon to talk about the aftermath and where the police investigation is. It's a, you know, she has, she filed a police report against him for raping her a couple of years ago and it's still an open case. So these are allegations. I just want to make that clear. My voice is saying these are allegations, but I, I was really proud of her for doing that. And I interviewed Ashley Perkins, the daughter of the mother who also reached a settlement with Thomas for sexually assaulting her. So those two women were super brave. And then the cult ex cult members can be very forthcoming as well. I had another ex cult member on who was in my, my parents' cult and he has written some books and man, he was telling me a lot of things I did not know. And he had no fear of retribution. I was like, good for you. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, You know, it's so funny with like what you said, but like, I'm a big believer. I think like, it's really unfortunate, but I have to say, like, I really believe in due process and letting police investigate and do what they have to do. Because I think ultimately that's just best for everyone. It is. Now the sort of public opinion is different, but I, I agree, but I agree that like, you have to let the law be the law. You know, I agree. I agree. Twitter is not going to, is not going to convict you. It's not going to save you. But I think with the, I think that this season of Southern charm was so interesting because of all of, I mean, that's, I can't believe I didn't mention that before below deck. That's definitely above below deck. I mean, I I love below deck, but that's above below deck for me. Southern charm is just insane, insanely good. And I think they flipped the script this year. I think post me Too movement, Southern charm has to change and it, we're seeing it change. It's it's really unfortunate. And I think like they, I mean, I don't know if they knew, they knew, I'm sure they knew something. I don't think they, they knew, knew they knew everything. Um, but you know what it is too? I really want Shep and Catherine to get together. Oh my God, you been saying I do for- too. I do too. I know. I, unfortunately, I don't think that would be good for her maybe, but I, I just want it to. It seems like it would be the perfect bow to tie on that whole, you know, shit show of everyone's relationships. 
You know what, though? I really wanted Ashley to not be the psycho jerk face that she really uh, presented herself as. I listened to an interview with her. Do you listen to the morning toast at all? No, I don't. I, I should, though. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love the morning toast. It's you, you would love it. It's all about like reality TV and it's it's on podcast. And they interviewed, if you can go back, like they interviewed Ashley, like maybe the third or fourth episode in and like people didn't like her, but I liked her in the beginning because she wore Lily Pulitzer and I'm a big (laughs) Lily Pulitzer person. And I thought like she was pretty and I'm like, you know what? Like I want to see, you know what? Like don't be so critical of someone to begin with. Give someone a chance. And she didn't seem so insane in that interview. Then the next week, like whatever episode it was, shit just hit the fan and she went cuckoo. Yeah, and I'm she like crazy oh, fast. Yeah, it was really bad. There is so much going on behind the scenes. I I think um there are no one's hands that are clean in that whole story. And I include Patricia and everybody in that. I think she was being given a lot of information from the producers. I think people were trying to put her up to it. And I think Thomas really loves having a quote crazy woman in his life to take the heat off of him. And he needed the heat off of him this year more than ever. And I think that was her role. I just like, well, also, like, didn't he have his kids in a separate house at one point? I haven't yes, watched it. Yes. Who does that? I know, in the carriage house with the nanny, with another nanny. I was like, I can't with this guy. I mean, like, yeah. and him like trolling for 20 year olds when he's 55. And then tr- uh, it's just, it's all kinds of wrong. I, at least I'm going to tell my daughter not to go for a man like that because at the end, <laughs> At the end of the story, Thomas is the bad guy still. You know, Ashley might be crazy, but he is just a piece of work. Beyond a you piece know what? of work. I, I think, and I think Catherine is really trying. Me too. Really her. She was also like 19 when she was first on the show. And like, you know, I don't know about you and I don't know about you, <laughs> Allie, but like, who didn't do crazy shit and yeah. act like um, a lunatic when they were 19? Yeah. And for real. And, and, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, cameras sure. were not following me. Thank yeah, God. Right. Thank, Thank God. God. Exactly. Thank God the only documentary you maybe have is like from like horrible photos and things that oh, are like so somewhere thrown in your closet. <laughs> right? I oh my God. Down, down those photos recently. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start throwing these out now that I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit older and um, somewhat wiser and a mom. I guess I should probably dispose of some of these. I edited some of my old So do you want me to tell you where all my stuff is right now before we go? Plug away. 
Yeah. Okay. So my podcast is Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts where you're listening to this lovely podcast. You can just go Mm -hmm. and search for it and you can find it. And I also am on the Jenny McCarthy show on Sirius XM stars channel 109, pretty much every Thursday or Friday. I love her. I love her. She loves the housewives. She's addicted to 90 day fiance because of her friend and I convinced her to finally jump in. So we talk about that every week on Real Housewives Roundup. And I'm also, yeah, I I love her. I'm going to be on the Michelle Collins show um, starting next week too, to talk 90 day. Yeah. Yeah, I love her too. Isn't she the best? Yeah, right. I know. And you know what? She was always criticized, I think, for for doing too much pop culture. And then like, that is my spirit animal. Like, that's what I want to hear more of. I don't want to hear any more politics. I just want to hear pop culture. Who does? Nobody. No, I I love her. She's gorgeous. And she was like, I was tweeting back and forth with her when you were on because I I don't know. She was wearing something I really liked. And she's like, oh, I got it at like Saks Off Fifth. And I'm like, that's like my favorite store. (laughs) And so I was like geeking out because I was, she's just, she's awesome. And she's She's like down to earth. Yeah. She like interacts with her fans, interacts with viewers, interacts with listeners. I love that. She's like one of us. And then I also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Erin Leah Martin. And I have a pink shade with Erin Martin Facebook group that is really fun because it is a bunch of really obsessed people like me and maybe like (laughs) you guys from what I'm hearing. And, you know, you can talk pop culture in there. We We also do cult talk. I go into true crime. I love true crime documentaries. We just talk about everything in there. Yeah. So you can do all that. I love true crime. By the way, I have, I'm going to email you. You, I have, we have a former guest. Yes. Who, you know who I'm thinking of who would be perfect for your show. Do you know amazing. Tracy Carnazzo is? She no. has a show called Teen Mom Trash Talk. Oh my God. Podcast. She's hysterical. She's so, you would love her. By the way, I mean, last night I was cleaning out my drawers uh-huh, and, and Justin found, found the stickers. And Justin she said, she said, it's like hysterical Teen Mom <laughs> Trash Talk stickers. And my husband's like, what is this Teen I Mom? Know. I'm like, this is hysterical. I'm like, just give me the stickers. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make an intro because you need Thank to have you. her. Oh, good. You need to have her on. Yeah, like she's great. she's great. And then well, we're gonna be on again in September. Yeah. Yes, um, you're gonna come on my podcast. I want to have yeah. you guys on, and we're let's definitely plan for maybe just toward like right at the tail end of the Real Housewives of New York reunion because we have another three weeks Perfect. of that and we can Perfect. talk about the whole season we can break down the reunion and we can just get deep into it sound good serious shit <laughs> awesome. awesome thank Excellent. you so much yes thank you on. for coming on we love you and yeah, as you we always say this was be fabulous be fabulous Bye. Love you. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Thank you so, so much for we'll coming on. Be in touch when we figure out when um we're recording next. Yes. And we'll try and to... this was so much fun. Thank you so this much. This was super fun. You guys Thank are you. a blast. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun talking to two. You know what? I love how you guys co-host. That's really smart. Oh, I, it's you. it's great. Yeah, we're you have such good chemistry. <laughs> and, and Amelia is there with you. That's so sweet, giving you good right. energy. Yes. <laughs> I was like. It's so funny. There was someone like who we've been trying to coordinate being on the show, but he works like a day job. You do you know Grant from Grant's? Yeah, yeah, I'm close to him. Yes. Okay. 
we've been trying to, so I did his show. We've been trying to get him on, but like, we just never record when he's available. And like, I was like, I'm just uh, now like uh, the baby, she's going to bed at like seven. Yeah. And so Allie like sends this apology email. And I'm like, our third co-host is such a baby. (laughs) (laughs) She's not pulling her. She's so selfish. Right. And now it really is like she's a third co-host. Like that was Amanda's joke. Like when I got pregnant and like yeah, when we announced third to co-host. our like people, Amanda was like, we have a third co-host, Allie's pregnant. And like, and then in the beginning it was like, you know, she was a newborn. She really didn't hear her. Now that she's four months, she seriously <laughs> also wants to do is talk while we podcast and like wants to tell us everything. And it's like, oh my God. So you literally just hear her talking. So like, no, you really are our third co-host. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, but that's good. That's, that's good. Fun. This is why podcasting is awesome because it's super raw and real and it's not like some, yeah, it's just different. I love it. It feels like you're talking to friends. I always feel like I'm listening to friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, thank you. And we'll figure out a date with you um, in September. I'll be back like after Labor Day. So we'll get, Amanda and I will get back together and we'll figure out with you and we'll definitely do that. It'll be so much fun. Perfect. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Amanda. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bottom vote, how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain Fonda.